Talk Radio 77 WABC. Oh knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. W A B C James Golden, aka Bo Snurley, with you. It is my pleasure, ladies and gentlemen, to introduce to you someone that you already know. You have seen him on Fox News for years. Those of you who are consumers of print news have read him in the Hill for years. This is a man that has managed to infuriate Republicans with some of his positions. And at the same time, this is a man who I just think is an incredible uh, thinker because he is unafraid to tell you what he thinks. And I'm proud to say I consider him a friend. Juan Williams, welcome. How are you? Man, what a thrill. And I'm so honored that you would invite me. Because, you know, as you said, I can infuriate Republicans. So this is a a pleasure and evidence of the fact that you are an open mind. I appreciate it, Bo. Thank you. You're welcome. Juan, you, you have written two articles. I did one a few months ago. I said, Juan is going to get in trouble because you were so honest about the issues of crime and how it affects black folks. And then today, this article is a must read. Rap and drill music is part of America's racial problems. Now, rather than me try to put in words what you said, why don't you tell the audience what motivated you to write this and what is this about? I got you. So let me take a little bit of a detour and tell you how this started. Over okay. Christmas, uh, my son, uh, a, a very astute Republican, Rafi, uh, gave me a book. And the book was called Ballad of the Bullet by a man by the name of uh, Forrest Stewart. And it's an ethnography. It's a little academic. And I was thinking, why is he giving me this for Christmas? But it was about rap music. And he knew that years before I had gotten into controversies over rap music, uh, where I was very critical of the fact that they use so much of the N-word, uh, that they call women, you know, the B-word, and gay people the F-word. I mean, and so violent. And I was just, I thought this is not good for the culture, American culture, but in specific, black culture. So he gave me this book for Christmas, and I'm like, okay, what is this about? So I read it, and... This book introduces me to another kind of rap music called drill music. Now, Bo Snurdly, I think you can figure this out because you're smart. You're a very smart guy. (laughs) And and drill here is about people drilling each other with gunfire. I'm going to drill you. I'm going to drill you. I'm I'm going to drill you. Yeah, man. That's exactly what. And so I'm like, wow. But this is about, you know, how people talk about Chirac, Chicago, Iraq. You know, there's so much violence on the streets of Chicago, especially in the poor black neighborhoods. It's like Iraq. And and here was this guy had done a study on some of these kids. And it turns out these kids had failed out of school or the schools had failed them. They had only opportunities in terms of low paying jobs and they didn't want them or they couldn't get the bus ride. It took two hours to get there. They got frustrated. They didn't have the skills, but they did have the skill to produce content for YouTube and to make these very violent videos called drill music that then got picked up even by some of the big record companies because they found that this stuff sells. There was a market for it. 
And the market's an interesting subject. I'll go with, I'll tell you about that in a moment. Who listens? But anyway, it was absolutely the case that these kids thought, saw they could get big multi-million dollar record contracts. It made them famous in the neighborhood, even though they couldn't walk in the neighborhood because the rival drill music producers were trying to shoot them so they could be authentic, that they would show that they were really criminals and really bad men. So I was like, this is an unbelievable study, but I don't know what to do with it. Then a guy calls me, James. He calls me and he says he's doing a study about Ice-T and about music back in the 90s, and he sees that I had been on Oprah Winfrey's show arguing with Ice-T, and Ice-T was defending the use of lyrics that included things like shoving a battery up a woman. And I had said, this is vile. This is repugnant. We shouldn't be celebrating and, you know, publicizing. That's bad behavior. And he said, well, the woman liked it and people laughed. And I thought, well, you know, if that's the way it goes. And, of course, since I was on that Oprah Winfrey show, rap has become the dominant genre of American music. It's the number one selling genre of American music today. And, Bo, if you watched the halftime show. I did. So, so, well, if you had, I mean. Yeah, was, you would have saw yeah. it. I know. I know. Okay. Yeah. All right. So here, you know, so I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. Somebody should say something about what's going on because now Mayor Adams, Eric Adams in New York, even he recently said, you know what, I've discovered drill music, and I think it's tied to the high number of shootings Black-on-black black crime, young men against young men, gangs, drug dealers, whatever. But this is who's doing the shooting, and this is who's killing each other, and this is the music they're listening to. And I said, you know what? I'm going to write about this. So I wrote a piece today that appears at foxnews.com, and it, it talks about how this drill music is so insulting, so negative in terms of its influence on black America. And I, here's the other part I was going to tell you about the audience. You know, the audience for this is mostly white. So I'm, you know, obviously, you know, we can be concerned about the bad role modeling, the bad influence it has on the black community, young black people, seeing these other young black people as making a name for themselves, potentially getting big record contracts, all that. But here is the thing. It, it, it perpetrates the image of black people as savage and uncaring. Nothing about family, nothing about community, nothing about love, nothing about educating and loving your children or marrying a woman. Nothing of that. And that's the image being given off. I guess it gives a big adrenaline rush to people who are listening, especially young white males. But I think it does so at a huge cost. The cost is to the black community. I think it's the cost to the white community. I think it's a cost to American race relations. Wow. Now, Juan, I have for months been saying that until we change the culture, we are not going to see a significant change in the violence that is plaguing America. We cannot have generations who glorify the so-called street life. We cannot have this glorification of wanton criminality, of murder, of sexual perversion, of misogyny. All this, We cannot glorify this stuff. And have a normal society because this stuff is abnormal, it is harmful, and it is evil. So when I read what you... Yes, it is toxic. Now, one, where are... Now, okay, excuse me, I'm going to have to get a little political here. Sorry. It's you standing up on a hill alone. And maybe Mayor Adams, empty suit, 
trying to follow you just a little bit, and people on our on on the other side of the aisle once in a while brave enough to talk about this. Most Republicans are not going to talk about this because they don't want to be called racist, even though they're going to be called racist anyway. Right. Where where are the Congressional Black Caucus leaders on this? Where are the elected officials in these blue cities where these murders are taking place at, at horrific rates and wiping out a generation? And by the way, where failing schools are allowed to continue generation after generation. Juan, do you know in New York City alone there are over 200 failing schools, most of them in black or Hispanic neighborhoods? I know it and hurt. Uh, I grew up in New York, and I feel like I must have escaped somehow because, you know, you see it's over the course of many generations, and it does damage to people. It really damages people. But I just wanted to ask the audience to, if they've got a replay button, replay what you just heard from Bo Snurdly because, to me, this is truth being spoken. I don't know where, not only Congressional Black Caucus, but, you know, where's NAACP, where's Urban League, you know, where's... Uh, action network. I could keep going. Why is it, you know, you don't see people stand up and say, this is the toxic element that is twisting so many minds in our community. This is why we see so much trouble in terms of not only young black men shooting each other, but unable to get the education they need to succeed unable to do the basic things like say, you know what, it may be a low-paying job, but I'll take it because it'll help me build a resume, help me build contacts. It's the basis for people talking about babies, mamas, and how many men I've cut and how many men I've shot and how many times I've been in jail, as if that is something of merit rather than a demerit. It's people walking around with their pants hanging down off their butts because they're acting in the and dressing in the way of prisoners who aren't allowed to have a belt, and yet that becomes fashion. This is madness. This is, somebody should stand up and scream. And you are screaming, and I am screaming. One, thank you so much. I would like to invite you to to with me. Let's do if we can maybe an hour podcast or something on this, so we can get into this in depth. If you're open to it. I'm open to you. Uh, I, as I said, I, I think, you know, sometimes listeners think, oh, these people in the media, they just talk to each other. And But I speak with genuine respect. Uh, I've known you for a long time since you worked with Rush and always admired you and always found you to be a man of your word. So thank you. I'd be and I, Juan, I call you a friend because you have been. And I know your son, Rafi. What a wonderful human being. And one of the things that you have always done, and I so appreciate, Juan, you have always treated me with respect. I know we disagree on some stuff, but you are are an amazing man, and I really appreciate you. Thank you, Juan. And we will be in touch. Let's do that podcast. Let me hear from you. Thank you. All right. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, with you here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Coming back, and I have a correction to make. And I will take your calls because some people are calling on it. But thank you, Bruce Cathy, who is one of my most trusted sources on law enforcement matters. And Bruce Cathy sent a text that Dante Wright was resisting arrest when this incident happened, which the whole complexion of that, of my remarks, changes because of that. So thank you for that correction. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, we're coming back in a moment.